0: On today's show, we are going to be looking at preseason game number two with some intriguing things. Jokic the scorer, Murray the passer, Strother the rotation player on opening night, all those questions and more on Locked on Nuggets.
1: You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Nuggets Podcast, part of the lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Midas from DNVR, and I'm joined by swiper Kim on this Friday. Swiper, what's going on, brother?
1: Uh, I'm living. It's been a great day, great Friday. Uh we are one step closer, Adam to Caleb Williams, being in Denver.
0: <laughs> are you locked in last night to Broncos or Nuggets? Are you watching both? Are you two- second screening it? What's your setup? Yeah,
1: so I had a two-screen thing going on, and I mean I would very much more so focus on the Nuggets game. I can tell you that much. Oh, there you Nugget go. Preseason game.
0: <laughs> my, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, our poor Broncos. But Nuggets have not. It was a very intriguing game. They go up against the Chicago Bulls. They actually lose in double overtime. Um, a double overtime I don't think anybody asked for. But we're two games in, and I feel like it's time to start asking some questions. There's some trends that are starting to emerge. And mm-hmm. my first one, as much as I am – significantly more interested in the back half of the rotation than I am the front half. I got to start with the front half, and I have to start with the two-time MVP. Jokic last night takes 10 shots. He goes 8 of 10 in one half swiper. In game one, he shoots 11 times in a half. That is on pace for 20 field goal attempts in a game if he were to play this thing out for a full game. Yeah. We know Jokic doesn't shoot 20 times very often. It's rare that he takes 20 shots in a game, 10 and a half. And it's even more rare that he does it in preseason. Is this something, Swiper? Is it possible that Jokic is intentional about taking so many shots in the preseason and being so aggressive?
1: I think that his role Adam, might change, and, and this is not fully, but you know what I've been noticing: Jokic is taking more shots. Murray is playmaking at high a higher level. He's been passing the ball a lot, and so for me, I think I feel like Jokic is getting used to playing with everybody again. But I'm not going to hold you. I think it's a combination of Jokic making a conscious decision to shoot more, Murray being a more primary playmaker within this offense. Look, I think there's something to this idea. I think there's a little bit of a championship swagger thing that's kind of happening right now. I just think Joker is just of the mindset of like, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, even the pick and roll they had yesterday, they had this little, you know, Murray had behind the back to him. There were two straight yep. plays. where he caught him in the pocket. Yep. Two different floaters. And then obviously letting the ball roll up down the court and then getting the three-pointer off. Oh, the dribble
0: three. Like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just in a – I think he is feeling comfortable with himself. But I also think some of this is like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I think because you win a championship, you're the finals MVP – two-time MVP, and you're coming into the season, the squad is healthy, the boys are back, the vibes are high. I just think everybody is just locked in. I think Jokic just – he's not asserting dominance in a way to, like, score more than anybody else, but I think Jokic is just playing the game, and this is just the easiest thing for him to do right now.
0: I'm going to disagree with you in this one way. And us trying to project ourselves into Jokic's brain is the funniest thing we do consistently. We being media, just because he's such a different dude that trying to pretend we know what he's thinking is a fool's errand. But I'm going to pretend I know what he's thinking. Because last year, if you recall, he didn't take very many shots at all. One or two a game. It looked like he was trying to not shoot. And I remember thinking there's new guys coming in to the team. There's some young guys and I felt like he was trying to set a tone of, if I don't need to look for my shot, nobody needs to look for their shot. This is a team game, and I'm going to set a tone about this, is what we do. And it worked. Guys have bought in like you've never seen, and they win a championship. This year, I wonder if he's trying to set a different tone. You know, last year, they eased into the season. What did Jokic say? We're probably going to be bad. Murray's going to suck for 20 games. You're like, that's going to be a process, this or that. I wonder if Jokic is trying to set a tone of, hey – we're going from the jump this year. We have a ring ceremony against the Western Conference rival on opening night. We got Memphis the second night. This isn't a ease into it and then let's peak in January. This is a we need to hit the ground running and we need to, to you know send a message to the league. It almost feels like Jokic is playing with purpose when he's going. I mean, look, swipe. We know he could take. He could go eight of ten a lot of nights, especially in the preseason. That's not oh, something, he will. Get, yeah. but he rarely does. I just feel like maybe there's a little message sending of It's go time now, fellas.
1: Yeah, I don't actually mind that at all. But do you think that, do you think Jokic is thinking more so about the regular, like the regular season starting off with the Anthony Davis and the Steven Adams-Jaron Jackson matchup? But, or is he thinking more so that we're setting a tone that not, we want to come into the year, not with a significant drop-off from what we did in the NBA final. The, like we're the second to carry one. It over.
0: The second one. I don't think he actually cares about Lakers, this or that. I yeah. think it's, I'm using that just to kind of set the tone right, right. myself, But I think it's more of, no, we're going from the jump. We're starting from a higher floor because we're going to reach a higher ceiling.
1: But, look, I'm trying to tell you. So, this is the thing. You know, I think we talked to uh, Matt uh, not too long ago. You know, he talked about where he – I think he had the Nuggets like 49 wins or something like that or whatever in the season. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think that. The way the, – what I'm seeing from them right now, I don't see a team that's like, all right, we're going to ease into the year – take everything super nice and slow. I almost feel like they want to make a point. And I, wow. I don't even necessarily make a point to like the rest of the league, but make a point to themselves that like, we're going to, from the start of the year, we're going to set the tone for what we're going to do. And the expectation is championship. And that's what we're going to do. Then we're going to go through this year. We're just going to play at our, to the best of our ability from the jump. I, the word is mature. So swipe,
0: so but that I keep thinking of, yeah. and maybe even serious business-like all of these things, because I think you could say of Jokic in previous iterations, this is really before the MVPs, you know, he was immature. There were nights where he didn't shoot the ball and there were nights where he kind of, we called him emotional funks where you're just like, man, he didn't show up tonight. What happened? And over the years, those have become less and less, but there's, but it, there's levels to it. Every year it gets a little more serious, a little more intense. And I just wonder if this is the evolution of Jokic Then this year, it goes from, no, he's serious, to, no, he's maniacal. What did he say in the interview when I interviewed him in San Diego? I think you have to be a fanatic to be great. I just wonder yeah. if we're entering Jokic's um, maniac phase, fanatic phase. Era. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, hey, preseason game, gone are the days where I'm kind of moping through it or this or that. Like, this is work. I'm here to work. And that's the approach he has, and he's killing dudes. But do you want to answer to
1: that? Well, I'm gonna ask you. So with that, would you I guess Adam, obviously you being being around him and the team and, and everybody for years now, would you expect anything less of him, given the fact that he has won two MVPs? He just went on one of the most dominant postseason runs ever. The Nuggets went sixteen and four, and now they seemingly have some questions to answer about their legitimacy of their title and going into this next year. Do you Would you expect any different given all that they've accomplished and everything that's in front of them right now?
0: I think what's accomplished is in the past. I don't think Jokic looks at these things or Murray or any of these guys go, we have to validate what we already did. That's validated. It's stamped. It was a different team. It wasn't even the same team. It was a different one. But I do think that, and I've thought this for a long time, Jokic is more motivated and more driven than he's given credit for. People think, oh, it's just that he plays into it. He does this. But I think Jokic looks at it and goes, I think I'm the best. The best should win. I think we are the best. The best should win. And he just has a little bit more intensity than people give him credit for. Um, And look, it's not like these shots are falling into his lap. He's being aggressive. He's shooting threes. You know, he's, he's taking shots like he is being aggressive. The other guy, though, the other half of that equation is Jamal Murray. And we all have been talking about the year of Jamal is this the breakout year and when we say breakout year we think oh he's going to score he's going to put up points this year but here he comes in first two preseason games and is playing great point guard play the shots it's he hasn't necessarily been on fire but he also hasn't been aggressive trying to score and cook guys a whole lot he has been aggressive making phenomenal two-man game reads and to me I wonder if The year of Jamal is actually more about the point guarding a part of the
1: equation than the scoring. What's so funny about this, Adam, is that how could you turn that off? Because he literally just went to an NBA Finals and he figured something out. He figured out a better way to play basketball that didn't rely on him being a primary scorer. So I think for thing is, like, Murray, I feel like, and again, this is what's so dope about NBA playoffs. It puts you in a situation to, like, learn how to respond to adversity on a moment by moment basis and it like forces you into different play styles. And so I think for Murray it's like he went through Minnesota. There's a way I had to play with the Suns, went to the Lakers, and then we went through the Heat. And then he figured out like there's an actual playmaking engine that I could be that could help everybody else figure out what they need to be. And so even some of the passes that he's making right now and he's forcing the issue Adam this is how you know it's maturity. He used to force the issue to score. Preseason so far, he is forcing the issue to make the next pass. And I love the transition for Murray as just struggling to get off these really difficult shots to Murray, now getting to these same spots, being able to still hit that little turnaround, you know, mid-range floater, mid-range jumper and all that stuff. But at the other side of it, his passing has been the best I've ever seen it this early in the regular season. So I I think there's a tone being set even by him that this year is going to be more one of those 20 and eight years where he's going to be a primary facilitator what I think the
0: truth is is that there is a little bit of us going kind of far on two preseason games right we're reading a lot into this but what I think is is fair to read into is Aaron Gordon in game number one took one shot Jamal Murray is looking like more of a passer Jokic looked more like a scorer none of these things are things that are like in their nature or in their you know but this team I think is just so dialed so focused that The texture of the game dictates it, and Murray can be the passer. He can be the scorer. Jokic can be the aggressive scorer. He can be the passer. I just think these guys are all locked in. They're all dialed in, and they all uh, – it's business. From game number one preseason on, that starting lineup, it hasn't always been effective. You know, they do have – they're still a little rusty or whatever, but they just look like a serious team. And I don't know how else to explain it other than they look like a serious group that is just – even beyond their years – As a champion, they still look more like a a, a team that's been together and is in their 30s than a team that is still entering their prime. And that's what's so exciting to me. So Murray, Jokic, love what I'm seeing so far out of both of those guys. Aaron Gordon, uh, KCP, love what I'm seeing out of those guys, even though we're not going to talk about AG and KCP too much. I just like what I see from the starting lineup, and I'm confident. KCP
1: looks really good right now, by the way.
0: He makes his shots, man. I mean, he makes his shots. So, uh, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, though. The story of preseason to me, the single story, is probably Julian Strother, who is really looking like a guy that needs minutes in the rotation. We're going to talk about that on the other side.
1: Yeah, but you know, Adam, I don't know if you watched the Denver Broncos game yesterday. I did not. But <laughs> if you wanted to, there was okay. some the best that you could have tapped into. So I am of the mindset that I think the Broncos should just tank everything. I'm full tank athon <laughs> You are up the correct
0: mind frame. frame, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm tired of watching this. So the great thing is FanDuel has bets that you can tap into every single day. You can snap into the action. This NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props. Is Russell Wilson going to throw more than two interceptions in a game? You can take that bet. Over-under, will the Broncos score more than 10 points a game? Take the under. You can do all that stuff and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season.
0: All right, back here, segment two, Locked on Nuggets podcast. Adam and Swipe on your Friday morning. All right, Julian Strother is the, is the guy. He has looked good in both games. He looked great in one. I thought he looked very good last night. The three-point shooting we knew was going to come. Summer League's the funniest. First of all, can we just never, ever make uh, proclamations out of Summer League again? Hunter Tyson can't miss in Summer League. Julian Strother can't make it Summer League. It doesn't matter. You get to the preseason, Julian Strother. I'm shocked at this moment when he misses a three swiper but it's not, that's not the part that is impressing me. The part that's impressing me is how natural he looks out on the court for a rookie. He's in the right places. He never stands out in the wrong way. And he just finds seams. The back cut he had playing alongside Jokic and getting yeah, a layup, I watch that one and I go, oh, he's an NBA player. There it is.
1: Yeah. I well, love what I've seen from this dude. Uh, let me, let me ask you this. So we not, We've had shooters before. Both Highland was a shooter. Yeah. But there's a difference in his game. Yeah. And I feel like he's just a more team-mature player that doesn't require forcing shots, doesn't require having to dribble to get to a shot as often. Do you feel like he is a cleaner version of maybe any – that's come into in terms of cleaner competitive version team ready version of anything that's kind of walked into the Denver Nuggets locker room here's
0: what I think Christian Brown came in last year and he was a no mistake defensive player who had a little bit of offense to his game I think Julian Strother through two preseason games looks like his offensive counterpart he looks Mm. like a no mistake offensive player who makes a huge impact not because he's spectacular but because he knows where to be and he can execute his job. And then on the defensive end, like Christian Brown, is he a great offensive player? No, but he's not an anchor. He can do things. He knows how to cut. He right. knows how to shoot a little bit. Strother to me looks like that. He looks huge. He's not standing out in a negative way. Defensively, I don't think there's a single play so far in the preseason no. where I've gone like, ooh, that's ugly. That That one hurts. So to me, he looks like Christian Brown's offensive counterpart.
1: Yeah, so he he did have a gamble miss uh, in the first preseason game, but it it was just him being aggressive trying to play the scheme. But, again, the way that he even interacts on offense, he doesn't force nope. any possession. And that's huge for a rookie not to force a possession. And then he had good screen navigation a couple of times when he was playing versus the Suns as well. And so even yesterday, like, his ability to know his spot. I mean, you know what I love? I love a shooter that is able to work that empty side pick and roll when he's trying to get that step back with and They're still pressing up and going over the top. And then he came down to the baseline, caught a floater, came down to the mid-range in the paint, got a floater. I just love the way.
0: Man, last night, though, was the best one. At the top of the key, he kind of shakes and does a step back three. And that's one where – Again, it came in the right moment, right? If he would have right. done that 20 seconds on the clock, you're like, okay, there it is. There's the bad play where he stepped out. That was right. one where it was like he had to do something. He kind of had a grenade. I got to make something. And he had it in his
1: bag, and I didn't think he did. Did you see him run Caruso off of those screens as well? To what? So remember, Caruso was guarding him on the right. Oh, right. And he ran him off both of the screens. and So even like his timing and stuff was down. Well, that shot was so quick that Caruso is
0: good at fighting through screens, one of the best in the NBA. And the other thing about Caruso is he's big. He's tall. Julian Strother's taller. So when Julian Strother comes off and he has just a little bit of separation, the shot was so quick and his jump elevation and height was so high. Everybody talked about the low release. I don't know. You had a tall defensive player who's good at navigating screens who couldn't catch up in time to contest a three and he drained it. I'm telling you, Strother to me looks like Christian Brown. Where I'm like, it's not that he's spectacular; it's that he's so solid with moments of spectacular.
1: Let me let me see. First off, Adam, I gotta ask you: Did he? There's an Adam modest test, okay? Okay. There's the six-five test. So when you stand next <laughs> to Julian, was he clear of you? Like is he did a clear six-foot-five. Easy, months? easy. It's. I mean,
0: he he is. I mean, what do they have in list at six-seven? I think six. six, six yeah. six, six six, or something like that. Easy. And long, you know what I mean? Like long arm, long leg. So like, to me, he, it, he really is tall and this is why I like Christian Brown. He's taller than you think. Strother taller than you think. There's some tall players out here and that's a big part of it. And here's the real question. We're talking about questions that are arising. Has he done enough already for you to feel like he is a night one rotation player?
1: I don't. I don't think the question is for me. I think the question is for the coaches' staff. I think it's a yes. Well, the reason why I, ask, I say that is because I think a player that offers you that kind of lineup versatility, where you could put a pure shooter onto the court that plays within this role and is not a negative defender on a consistent basis. Again, that was the big thing with Bones. Bones had to learn how to play defense, and then Bones had to right. learn how to take team-friendly shots right on time within the offense. And he never really learned how to do that, and he never got better defensively, but they needed that kind of scoring but Julian is like, are Julian, Christian, Reggie, or Julian, Christian, Peyton, or Justin Holiday? You can put those players out there with an assortment of Murray or Jokic or Porter, and it all makes sense. I think that's the thing about Julian's draw game. Whoever you put him with, put him with Murray, great floor space. Jokic... Corner, cutter, MPJ, now you got lifed out shooters everywhere. And even if you want to put him with KCP or whoever else, he just fits because he's not going to be a clear negative defensively. He's going to offer you something because of his side. But offensively, man, he's not just a shooter. He's a shooter who can get to his spot and who can play high-IQ basketball. And again, maybe that's just a credit to being at Gonzaga, and that just helps him out. But it's just you I think, just see I think- the journey.
0: I think there's no question, first of all, I mean, that that the high IQ and coming from Gonzaga matters. Um, here's the thing. We're going to get to Reggie, Pickett, and Colin later on. Those guys, the point guard part of this is is still TBD, and I do think Malone will likely give those guys a runway or give Reggie a runway early on in the season. But if you start to talk about coherent five-man lineups, like what makes sense is a bench-staggered lineup? Murray staggering. We know that's probably going to happen. So that's your point guard. So what do you have around him? Well, Christian Brown, that's a great number two next to him. He's going to guard. He's going to be, uh, we know what he's going to do. Julian Strother. Now, the one thing you need is you need some spacing. You start talking about Peyton and Justin and Z. You know, you're like, I don't know if there's enough spacing offensively. Could it be good defensively? Yes, but could it be good offensively? Strother kind of, at least conceptually on paper, kind of solves this. Murray and Strother, With like Zeke on the court, that's three shooters. That's that's spacing. And now you can start to talk about Peyton and Christian as guys that plug the hole. So I don't know if he's going to be night number one, just because Malone's MO is always you have to earn it double. You don't just earn it. You have to earn it kind of double when you're young. And I do think there's a method to that madness. But when I look long term, I go, Julian Strother looks like a guy, at least in a regular season, that can plug a hole and make. It's the first time I could conceive a bench lineup that actually makes a little bit of sense. Murray, Brown, Strother, one,
1: two, three. Yeah, that could work. Do, Do you trust what you've seen so far, like just like little three dribble sets? Like, and I mean, when I say ball handling, I mean three dribble sets from Strother. So, like, boom, 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 like quick decision stuff. Do you trust him enough with his ball handling to be like a nice, like secondary option with the bench if he did have to like, you know, move off the dribble a little bit based on what you've seen? No. You know, I've seen a little bit more than I expected, but that's one that I'd have to be sold a little bit
0: more on. Like, I'm gonna have to see a lot more of that. Um, but I have, but it is something there that I could see developing. It's something that I've seen enough to know that it's not a hopeless. Like, okay, this is a guy that's got too far to go. Right. There's something there. I'm just not saying I trust it just yet. And that is one thing about a potential Christian Julian. Are any of those guys secondary ball handlers so far?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't know quite yet. I think the thing so Christian Christian has uh the way he dribbles the ball it's uh it's a little like a little stiff for me but like I think with with Julian what I have noticed is that he has you can tell there's like a little bit more leeway and again I think you uh in the interview that you did with him um with I think it with, with DNBR obviously uh I think he talked about how when he went to Gonzaga they turned him into a shooter he was a scorer, all right? around scorer right so I think that's in his bag yeah, somewhere. it's just that they right. learned how to, you know, concise his game. But I think the thing is, and I think that with the with the bench especially, if they can just let him maybe use some more of that to say, like again, not a lot, but can you run a pick and roll? Like, can you beat your man off the dribble a little bit? Like, can you get by him or can you get to that step back? And that's what I mean. It's just getting to the pick and roll, getting to the step back, or getting somewhere where you can give somebody else the ball. So, I I, I think I feel more comfortable with him than I did at this point in time last year, even through game two with Christian Brown. That's like a a dribble dribble ball handler. Uh, To me, it's pretty close.
0: Oh, you're saying just as a ball handler. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll say the other thing about Strother that I like, like Christian Brown, is he doesn't just look like a good bench player. He looks like a good uh, stagger player. He looked great with Jokic. He fit in perfectly, and that to me is where you – That makes a rotation easier because you're not like, well, we have to do things in a very specific order. It's like we can throw Christian with the starters. You can throw Strother with the starters. Those guys fit, and that to me is really encouraging.
1: But you know what I love about this, Adam, is that losing Bruce Brown, you lose the rim pressure, the POA. It's definitely a different feel. But again, if you get guys like – you're talking about a couple here in a little bit, but you get somebody like Julian to step into the offense, that's a different kind of dynamicism. That's within your offense. And so now it's like you can't leave somebody else on the court. You can't just back away and be away from a player. And then if the player can get to that floater, into that spot, I think it just, it really just helps improve what they are as a team, man. So I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from Julian. And I'm not going to hold you. Based on what we saw in summer league, I thought that maybe Jalen, might be a more obvious play at Hunter Tyson but right now Julian just looks like he's just a pro. Oh, it's he's not close. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not close. I mean, he's separated by a lot from those other two guys. So, and again, it's preseason, but right. it's not just did he make shots? Did this or that happen? It's no, it looks the part and I think that's what's so encouraging. Um, on the other side, we're going to have to rapid fire a couple other questions because these are all the fun questions. These are all the positive ones. There are some that are not necessarily negative. But are much more like, hmm, I think they're still up in the air. So we'll get to all those on the other side. All right, back here, final segment on a Friday. Swipe of Cam. Adamade's uh talking Nuggets preseason, talking our takeaways here. So I want to start quickly. We gotta go quick here, so we gotta we gotta kinda of rapid fire these, but I like what I've seen from Justin Holiday, but Both games have come with the starters. He, to me, looks like a guy who fits with the starters as most guys do. And this is a positive thing because he hasn't weighed them down. In my opinion, he hasn't weighed them down. He's looked good defensively. He shot the ball well. He looks the part. But he's not going to be playing with the starters very much, I don't think. He's going to be playing with the bench. So for me with Justin Holiday, while I like what I've heard out of camp and I like what I've seen in preseason, to me – I still have him as a total mystery because I want to see him over these last three games. I want to see him with the bench. And does he weigh
1: that group down? Because that's a completely different task. Yeah. I think I would say I would feel more comfortable uh, at some point in time with. I thought like Julian, uh, of the players I've seen so far, I thought like Peyton and Julian, but particularly Julian, I think would be a better, like maybe a little spot player in those deals. I think Justin, man, Justin is. You could tell he's trying to fit into a role, like he's the corner. He's the corner shooter right now, like he's trying to like stay out of the way and all that stuff. But again, like unless he's like able to hit his shot in a decent enough flip, you know, thirty-seven to thirty-nine percent stuff like that, he's not going to be a real good fourth facer. And then on top of that, he's going to correct the paint. So now you got Zeke, Justin, Peyton, Christian, and Jamal. You know, that just is really like a really con- congested area. Um, defensively, not bad, but he did get beat off the dribble a little bit yesterday. He just doesn't. Maybe he'll get better as the year goes on, but even like he just doesn't have the same kind of instincts that you would like to see. But I think he can be a good player. It's just Justin Holiday. I think, will be better than what he had been the last two years. But again, Adam, he was looked at around the league the way he was for a reason. Like he doesn't necessarily have any skill set that is particularly dominant.
0: Yeah, but, you know, here's my thing, Swipe. But with the starters, you don't need to have a skill set. You just can't ruin it. Right? That, that starting lineup is right. so dominant that you just can't ruin it. And this is why I say that is good to know because I do think there's going to be times throughout the year when they're going to need somebody to fill in. And to me, he works as a guy who maybe goes from out of the rotation to starting yeah. on an, on a given night just to kind of like keep continuity everywhere else. And I feel okay about that. Like it actually – and that's an important yeah. thing to have. But he's going to likely start out of the gate as a bench player. And right. we haven't seen that and yet in the preseason really. And I don't know from what we've seen, even with the starters, if he has the skill set to be that guy. And that's why I want to say like he's TBD, but to me, I'm mixed. I feel like he has a a role on this team, but it's not the one he's playing so far in the preseason. Let's go though. We got to go quick. So I want to go now to Peyton Watson, who he's competing with obviously as a backup guy. He's a guy to me that has not stood out so far in a positive way. He hasn't really stood out He's been up and down. He's had some spectacular plays. He's had some plays that I'm less impressed with. But my take is, I feel like I want to see at least one, if not two games that are better than either of the ones he's played so far before the season begins.
1: Yeah, I also want to see him with the starters a little bit. Like, I I want to see him actually get a chance to be with them. But here's the thing. I think Peyton... I think his development curve is just longer than everyone else's because of what happened in college and because of his last year. So I'm not, like, necessarily bothered by it. I think a lot of this is Peyton has – the thing he's done well are the things he did well last year, block shot, weak side rim protection, rotation stuff, even just rebounding. Rebounding was really good, I thought, in the first game as well. But he he did hit his threes, granted. He did hit two threes, I think, in game one or whatever. So, like, there are things that he'll continue to get better at. But a lot of this is just he just hasn't played enough. And you know what, Adam? I don't think that I don't think that answer will get there. And maybe even for what Peyton wants to be, I don't think we'll see that from Peyton until like maybe game twenty twenty five, because he just needs to get thrown into the fire a little bit and just figure out what he needs to do and how to play. So, I think the preseason definitely want to see like a game or two here, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a lower curve than it would be for somebody like even Julian.
0: Zeke Naji is the other guy, and I might even argue that with the way this has gone through two games, again, admittedly small and, and difficult to parse out sample size, he almost looks more important than Peyton. And I say that because Justin Holiday has looked like he can play. Julian Strother looks like he can play. Yeah, Zeke's the only guy. Like, if it's not Zeke, where do we go? And Zeke so far to me has been a mixed bag. There's been really good Zeke stuff. There's been some really good Zeke stuff so far. There's also been some questionable stuff. And one of the questionable things is, and I think it's the reason Adelman played the way he did. Andre Drummond's a big dude. Malone said at camp, we might go with DeAndre when there's a true big and Zeke when there's not. Well, last night they let Zeke try out against the biggest dude in the NBA, strength and athlete, you know, height-wise, the biggest dude. And it just, there was a lot of offensive rebounds. I'm not putting it all on Zeke. Yeah. But it is the thing that if you're concerned about him. So what have you seen from Zeke, and what's your confidence level going into the season that he can play every night for the Nuggets at backup? Well, Zeke
1: is just not a dominant interior force, so he's never been. And I don't know if he has the mindset or the skill set to be that. I think that he's a good switch defender. He can step out and guard well. He can floor space at times. I think he's a good finisher, like a vertical spacer. Like if you need one or want to have one of those options. Um, Doesn't have a mid-range game. He showed that he can get by people like Bull Bowl, you know. But like, if a you know a stationary big that's moving his feet well, like you know, I don't I don't know if he's going to do that. I think he can finish plays and he'll hustle. So he's a he can be a play finisher, a hustler, and he can be a five out big that you can switch everything with. I don't know if Zeke Naji at this point in time is able to do too much else in this game yet.
0: Yeah, I, to me, I, I, I'm okay with Zeke, but not I, him. Zeke and Peyton are kind of in the same box to me right now where i'm like you know what they bring something i mean peyton has way more upside right but to me where i'm saying if you told me night one those guys play are they a positive or negative i'd say i'll bet they're a negative but not a major one like i think they're going to be a little bit of a negative on opening night um so i'm a little bit mixed on zeke but with both guys i'll say this the same thing i said for peyton i hope zeke has at least one game in the preseason that is better than what we've seen out of the first two I hope he has just one of them so we can point to and say, okay, there we go. Look at that rebounding. Look at that shot making, you know, and go from there. The end of bench, like the other guys I want to talk about, we could do Reggie. I don't, my take on Reggie is that he has been exactly what I expected. I mean, you kind of hope, okay, new year, new system. Is he going to be this or that? He makes some spectacular shots. I don't love when guys' best skill is bad shot making, and that seems to be his best skill. So I just don't love it. It's too volatile. I don't love the way he's run the offense so far. Like, it hasn't been the smoothest. Um, so, for me, he's been exactly what I expect, and I don't even – do you have – I'll give you real quick. Do you have anything else on Reggie?
1: No. Uh, no, I don't. No. He's he's, he's what we expect. He just is what he is. Yeah, I think yeah. he is what he is. He – the mid-range shot, the step-back mid-range on the baseline, like the pull-up three-pointers and all that. Like, it's just – right. yeah, we – I I don't know, but again, he just needs to hit those shots and then play <laughs> right. defense at a high level, you know? Right, right. And
0: we kind of know at the rate he's going to hit those shots at. So that, that's going right. to be what it is. Um, if we go to the other guys here, Hunter Tyson and Jalen Pickett are the, ones, the next guys to talk about. Hunter Tyson has basically had the opposite of his summer league. In summer league, he couldn't miss a shot. Right. And in preseason through two games, he couldn't make a shot. He did finally get the monkey off his back in overtime and, and saw one go down, which I right. think is a huge relief. Maybe that allows for him to relax a little bit going forward i think with young guys in particular there is something to he made shots early in summer league and got momentum and then couldn't miss he missed shots early in preseason and then all of a sudden it's got momentum and now he can't make so both of those guys we'll get to pick it next but we'll start with hunter to me he's hasn't made mistakes but he also hasn't stood out i'm blown away that he's played the amount of minutes he's played and i've noticed him as little as i have um that's kind of my take on hunter tyson
1: yeah i mean i think it's hard to translate uh af- below average nba athleticism with a rookie because you have to figure the game out like yep. that's the thing like great take. you can't you can't rely on just like and again i know you know kai jones just got released from uh the charlotte hornet have you ever seen kai jones before <laughs> have i ever seen him what like watched him play before i mean sure freak athlete like unbelievable like and so when you're like that you pop every time you're on the court Hunter Tyson doesn't have that so Hunter Tyson doesn't have the ability just to rely on like put back dunks and crazy rebounds all that stuff so for him a lot of this is like moving your feet well getting to your spots, securing the rebound getting to the spot getting your three up getting to the rim cutting it's just real NBA basketball stuff he's going to have to translate like even like he's even less of an athlete and I'm not saying like good block not a good athlete but like He's a lesser athlete than Blocko is, and but he's not as smart as Blocko. So he just has to, like, get some of that the stuff to his game, the nuances that help to be a, an effective NBA player. I think he can because he's smart and he's mature. But, you know, first two games of his NBA career, everybody's more athletic than him. So now you just got to kind of pick it up from there.
0: His, his shot, he needs to be an elite shooter. And we've heard he is. And right. the one thing I look at is in his college career, he had an elite three-point shooting year once. It was his senior year. The other years good and early on in his career yeah. not so good. So my question is: Is he a great shooter? I don't know that. At summer league, he looked like he was, and it was like, okay, here we go. But when he's not that, how much does he impact? Again, I don't think he makes mistakes, so he's not a guy that's sticking out like a sore thumb in the negative ways. But at the same time, you need to do something. And so far, I haven't seen enough something is, is for me this to go. Not in.
1: Ryan Anderson.
0: Well, I mean, Ryan Anderson was, what, 6'10"? You know, I think he yeah. was a little bit bigger. And he was also a phenomenal rebounder. Right. So he had something in there into his game that was besides just does he make or miss. I Hunter Tyson, we haven't seen that. I think he's more of a, like, continuity offense player than Ryan probably was. Ryan, Ryan Anderson, I found a role when he just stood at the top of the key. Bertans, but a, a shorter Bertans? Maybe, honestly. Like, maybe. Okay. But, again, Bertans, to me, is like a – he's been up and down in his shooting career as well. But at his best, he was a yeah. Michael Porter-esque shooter. Right. I don't know if Hunter Tyson is that. Hunter Tyson looks like a good shooter. Michael Porter is a different level, right? Hunter Tyson needs to get – he needs to have a couple more games like Summer League for me to really buy it. Um, the other guy's is Jalen Picken. This is my guy. I thought he was really good in game one, and it, like sneaky good. Offensively, he had one assist, but he had like four assists – that were free throws. Like he set up DJ for, yep. for free throws. He set up Zeke for two. And I think he got, I can't remember who else he got for uh for free throws. So I actually thought he set the table pretty well, but he looked small defensively, and there were possessions when the offense got bogged down where he got himself in a tough spot. Yeah. In game number two, going up against Ayudasumu, and then later Javon Carter, two very good on-ball defenders, he looked incapable of getting around those guys and getting yep. the offense going. And to me, the the size part. And the like, you know, I think I just the thing I'm confident in him is that when he can get into the paint, he's going to make great decisions. He couldn't get into the paint in this game. And that, to me, was the most concerning thing.
1: But again, that's what the great thing about the NBA is there's always an archetype. Kyle Lowry is a better athlete. But Kyle Lowry at this point in time, like he doesn't have the shake. It's just yeah. the way he knows how to maneuver and to move the defense to where he wants it to make some effects. So I think Jalen. Same thing with Hunter Tyson. You don't have the athleticism that pops off the screen. You can't rely on athleticism. Now, you can do it in Michigan State because you're a better athlete than most people there, but you're not in the NBA. So, you just have to figure out the nuances of how to play NBA basketball and how to be successful. I think he, he will. But, again, all this comes down to repetition, repetition, repetition. So, I'm not surprised about Jalen just because he doesn't have the athletic profile. And, again, Javon Carter, A.O., and uh, Alec Caruso are three of the best POA defenders in the league. It was so, a very
0: good matchup for him to go up against. In the same way that uh DeMar DeRozan was great for Peyton Watson because he's right. so crafty and it required more discipline. This was Javon Carter is one of the best on-ball defenders and I'd assume was a really good long range on-ball defender. So that was a good the, test. But, Swipe, up, I do think he failed the test. Like We have to right. <laughs> call it like it is. It was a good test, but it was a fail. Well,
1: let me ask you this. So when rookies fail preseason test for you, is that I feel like for me, that's just like a learning opportunity because sure. you know, you're you're just getting thrown into it. But like Julian has like surpassed yeah. success. Like he's uh, just, you know, gone way over. But I don't expect, I didn't expect that from any rookie. I didn't expect Chris Brown last year versus the Warrior to rip Jordan Poole. And all of a sudden he's an 82 game player, you know, so you just have to get to those moments. And I think that some rookies are able to do it and some aren't. But yeah, I mean, by the way. If, DeMar, if you thought DeMar Derozan in preseason, you would think he's a top-ten player in the NBA in the way he'd be playing. But, you know, it's, even on A.G. yesterday, he was
0: just, <laughs> 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 He's good, man. He's good at that stuff. I, I will say this, uh, uh, Pickett, that I think goes – that that I appreciate. He doesn't turn the ball over. So he did not get the Nuggets into a good offensive rhythm, and I think it was largely – in game one, I thought he did – some guys missed shots. There was free throws. There's that. In game two, he did not. And I think it was on him. Like, one of the things is I wanted to see him play without calling Gillespie on the court. They finally, they did that. They gave him that chance last night. And then, of course, it didn't produce. So, but he didn't turn the ball over. And there are levels to this. It Your floor is significantly higher as a player when you don't make mistakes. Half the game is just not making yep. mistakes. And he's a guy that I trust to not make mistakes. But he does have to do something positive. Colin Gillespie, I thought, had a pretty good game. I think Colin Gillespie to me is going to be a guy. Here, here's my thing on Colin, and I'm just going to get it out, out front. He, I don't think he's going to play or help the Denver Nuggets ever. And the problem is at that size and with his speed being really, really slow, it's almost impossible to make it in the NBA. How many guys, six foot one and or under, make it in the NBA that aren't elite? at something. And he's like a pretty good shooter. He's gotten to the rim and done some of these like wild circus shots. But when you think about what is that bringing to the Nuggets, I don't see it. That being said, I do think he played really well, especially before overtime. I think he ran out of gas. He played like 22 minutes straight. But in the first 15-ish of those minutes that he played, I do think he had a good game. It's just that I just am not buying it.
1: Yeah. Colin is small, not super athletic, not an elite shooter. He's a good processor, but, you know, in the NBA, that's just not necessarily going to get it done. So I like how, like, he's a good dude. Everybody seems to, you know, work really well with him, and he's like, obviously, he's trying his best. But, yeah, I just don't think – he just doesn't have the the profile that you can rely on. But, again, if he had to be a spot player here and there, I think he could do it. But, yeah, I just – it's just extremely limited, but it's not his fault. It's just limitations that he has. Yeah,
0: is. I agree. I agree. And the other thing is, and and by the way, it might be the same. I might arrive at the same conclusion with Pickett, who I love that mold of player. But it could be a thing where it's like it's nothing against him. It's just the weaknesses are too. He can't overcome those weaknesses. We'll wait to find out. But Colin, I will say this: he had a very good game last night and still shot what four of eleven. And that to me, there's guys That's that true. do that where you're like, man, they were awesome, and it was still inefficient. That that's rough. So for me, that that's one of the things about Colin. Well, how big is uh
1: what's the Patriots backup point guard? Uh you know what I'm talking about. Um uh, why do, do? Great. Oh player. TJ McConnell. How how big is he? Man, that's a good question. You think He's six, he's, six, he's, six two. It, he's it says six two? I think I think TJ McConnell is six two. He's really I mean he's six, six one. one. He's six one. Um, but even him, like he has a little bit more dive like athleticism to his game. He's just like a little bit more aggressive as a player. So like even that archetype, like he doesn't even play a lot. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you just you just something you have to bring to the table that's like you know stands out.
0: Also, is TJ McConnell a playoff player? You know, he is no. a guy that plays so hard. He's like Faku, in that he plays so hard that it elevates right. his impact on a regular season some nights. But in the playoffs, everybody plays hard. You start to scheme for guys' weakness, and I think his weakness is I don't think TJ McConnell would be a guy that's getting steals and doing all this. Colin is more of an offensive player than a defensive one to me. I mean, he's more of like a shooter, this or that. And I just don't think he's going to be able to get those shots off. That being said, you know, through two games, I've seen people say he has the edge right now if it gets picket. The way I would put it is both guys look like they're not, you know, NBA guys just yet. So that's kind of my read on the thing. Even though Reggie has looked rough, both guys right now have have, uh, struggled a little bit. But I will say this. I'm still enjoying watching him play. And one thing that I saw D-Line say on the DMVR show last night that I agree with is Colin did look better in game two than he did in game one. And he looked better in game one than he did in summer league. Improvement is important. And while I'm not buying that this curve goes very far, I do think it plateaus at a, you know, he's almost close to last night, is almost close to the plateau for him. You still got to give a guy credit for getting better and looking better game by game. And, you know, I'll give him that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think Jalen's just going to take time. I'm not even like – I'm not even disappointed what I've seen just because I just didn't expect anything this early. But I think, again, as he just gets more used to playing NBA basketball, I think he'll get better. I definitely think he has more potential to Colin. But it's not, again, anything Colin didn't do. It's just – they just have different games. And, and again, also, too, with the Nuggets – There's no such thing anymore of being a small player and not playing a good to neutral defender. And I just don't think like if you can't play defense for the Nuggets, then you more than likely are playing. Yeah, for sure.
0: I don't really have any notes on Jay Huff or uh, Braxton Key. I will say I had Jalen Huff is this year's Grant Goldberg uh, Grant Golden. I I don't think the Nuggets view him as a guy like the Nuggets view him as a a gold guy that they're going to put on the gold and it's going to help their development. So I saw people freaking out about Jay Huff last night because he got postered a few times. You can't evaluate him that way that's not his role on this in this environment he's going to play as many minutes for the nuggets this year as grant golden did last year and then and have the same impact on the the overall arc and then you look at braxton key he is a guy that i had heard some buzz of hey man this guy's kind of interesting i'll say this not my type of player how come he has good size i just don't know i don't know what he does that i like i don't know where he he has the hit factor adam did you see him tie (laughs) the game up yesterday (laughs) the hit factor there you go twice actually (laughs) well there you go you know who my guy is funk give me some funk man the funniest player there is funk has the greatest shot ever man and still somehow you know he'll be fun in the g league all right everybody that does it today uh for us that does this for the week for us we are back Monday morning. Won't be Sunday night. Me and Matt Moore will be doing our show on a Monday morning because there's a late night Sunday game for the Nuggets, and I'll be over there with DNVR. But I'm looking forward to it because we get to analyze another game uh, and talk it through. Swipe a great week this week. Yeah, have yourself a good weekend. Yeah, you too, brother. All right, we'll see everybody on the other side.